countless dimensions from a place we call Earth lies a vast expanse of darkness, enslaved by turmoil and strife. The shadows grow long. Darkness spreads as far as the eye can see. Evil seeps through the endless void. Chaos reigns. Of those who have ventured into the shadowy domain, only an unfortunate few have survived to impart the tales of the Dark Realms. It's a nice day to be repeatedly tricked by horror covers. It's a nice day for a ween. It's a nice day to start Welcome back to Ween. Ween. I'm Jeff. That's John. This is the show. Try the Ween. Try the Ween. It's fresh. <laughs> Not like last year when we had old Ween. Last year was old Ween, and that was no good for anyone. It's and hot, it, piping, fresh, mulled Ween. It's just Ween this year. It's fresh Ween in the season of the Ween. It's a pumpkin. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> season of the Ween, <laughs> Halloween 3. <laughs> Come on down and try our, our festive Ween Spice Latte. <laughs> Don't mm. ask how we make it. Who doesn't want mold ween? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, what is mold? Is that just Mulder's dick? Or yeah, it's Mulder's it Fox- dick. Fox Mulder's Welcome dick. Welcome down to <laughs> Mulder's dick, Indiana. We've got the best ween. <laughs> Once again, Middle America, if there's a small town in you called Mulder's dick, let us know because we would love to go there. Yeah, if there's a place that's just like Mulder's Dick, North Dakota, mm-hmm. obviously I'm going to stop in. Especially if it's in Ohio. <laughs> but especially if it's anywhere but Ohio. <laughs> no, I just mean if there's a place called Mulder's Dick, North Dakota in Ohio, that would be fantastic. <laughs> that, that'd that be great for me. Uh, so anyway, John, uh, what were you reading at this? What was that intro? What's going what on? Going, where are we right now? What do well, we do? What, what is, what's the premise of the show? <laughs> Uh, so what I was reading was the back of a book called Dark Realms Role-Playing Universe. Oh, okay. So you're reading the back of the book that we're reviewing this time. Because it sounded to me like you were just reading like Vincent Price's lines from Thriller. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't quite get to the terrorizing <laughs> y'all's <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> Darkness stops across the land. <laughs> uh, Yep. Yeah, no, it's this is the book we we have chosen. It's we're kind of running low on horror stuff over here. The problem being, you look at this book and it's got like a big weird like eye in a temple and swirling darkness and the back is all about like the lords of darkness and chaos reigns and you're like, "Oh, this is going to be a rad cool book about like a horror universe or whatever." It's, and it's, then you open it up and you're like, so the stats for a goblin are, and you're like, oh, fuck you. You tricked me. <laughs> yeah, this book done hornswoggled us. I got bamboozled by this goddamn Dark Realms. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and throw the re- the blame on this one. Not on us, because we are, of course, blameless in all matters. We don't do research oh, before. We're pure, innocent babes. Uh-huh. We are simply lost in the woods, following trails of breadcrumbs towards purity. Uh, right? Right, John? Yeah, that's, that? that's what happened. Uh-huh. That's us. We are there. There could be two no more cleaner cloths in the industry. That's right. We do not sully ourselves mm-hmm. like others. We do not debase ourselves. No, if, it, in, if we're not doing this podcast, we we obey a strict vow of silence. 
Yes. We only we only break for the podcast. I have a strict vow of purity. Mm-hmm. I only smoke the purest weed. <laughs> John also has a strict vow of celibacy. Well, it's not really a vow. It's just that he doesn't get any... <laughs> it's, I have an involuntary a... vow of celibacy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Don't go on the internet. Oh, no. I just found out we live in a society, Jeff. <laughs> oh, but yet I am very intelligent. Uh, so no we're blameless in these matters that this book is just a friggin heartbreaker knockoff obviously the the, the person we can lay the feet the, the blame at the we feet can of, lay the feet on we can lay the feet of the blame at is quentin tarantino because he'll love that <laughs> quentin tarantino be way into that if we uh, were like let me lay these feet on you and he's like yes heck yeah can we dangle them over a porch or something yeah By how many way, times I'm, can those feet say the n-word this is the only <laughs> thing in my life i like anymore I'm Quentin Tarantino, and don't ask me any questions at, at, at film festivals or anything, because I'll just look at you. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I think we can blame James for this one, because he gave us this book. That's right. Two-time published author, uh, TV's James D'Amato, yeah. gave us this book thinking it would be perfect for Ween. Yeah, and you trusted him like a fool. Like a damned fool. I warned you against it. I was like, I, J- John, trust me, I know James. My middle name is James. And I was like, my middle name is Trusting. <laughs> well, that's a problem. <laughs> Does that mean you're very trusting of Taylors, or is that just a coincidence? Oh, that's just a coincidence that okay. I am also very trusting of any Taylors. Do you, but you are, though. I am, obviously. Yes, and. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who's a Taylor, like, hello, I work with cloth. Yeah, whether they work with cloth or their last name is Taylor mm-hmm. or their first name is Taylor. Does that mean you like, say, for example, Elam Garrick? Are you a fan of Elam Garrick? <laughs> The, Obviously. The, the first Taylor I could think of. And Taylor Lautner. <laughs> oh, we're doing the we're doing the name version and the people who are Taylors. Yes, because that's what I just said. Why aren't you paying attention to the words that come out of my mouth? Because uh, I don't know. Are you just thinking about DS9? Is that's what's happening right now? DS9. Oh. Oh, boy. Did you know that they put a Ferengi in Starfleet? Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I miss those those heartening days of DS. And if you believe they put a Ferengi in Starfleet. And he lost his leg. God damn it. Okay. This book is uh, bad, and that's why we're just mugging. Well, also, well, also because we do that. Also because it's like 30 pages long. Yeah. It, this is a just a pamphlet on how to ruin a fantasy game. <laughs> so so it opens with a thing where it's like, hey, the reason that this book exists is so that you can use these rules that we have created to run any other game's campaign setting. Yeah, they're like, look, these rules are just generic fantasy rules, mm-hmm. and if you use them, you can use them in any game. Of course, we only have six races and a very strict... Uh, skill system mm-hmm. and all the stats for different monsters so obviously you can't also the magic system is a weird mix of of aggressively complicated and not complicated enough it's just it's improv uh-huh and that's oh god the magic system the part where it gets well we'll get to it because yeah. it's like halfway through the book and honestly it's kind of the meat of things oh yeah it's the so, best part of this book yes so why don't we start with the weirdest thing about this book which is that it's all d12 it is a d12 based system mm-hmm uh, 1997, with, by the way. Yeah, 97's D12 based system. If you were wondering what year this this chunk of Heartbreaker fell out of uh, the the womb of the gaming populace, it was 1997. <laughs> the womb of the gaming populace. That's the gonna go collective on my, gaming womb. That's gonna go on my tombstone right there. 
this book, the, well, the womb of the gaming populace, is going to be on your tombstone. That's right. I'm going to be farting out heartbreakers, which aren't called that anymore. Nowadays, they're I'm called- going to be farting out fartbreakers. <laughs> Nowadays, you have to call them OSR works of vision. <laughs> so, one of the first things that it has in here, outside of telling you that this is definitely a generic system and you could use for whatever. Yeah, run riffs with this, guys. Just swap these rules in. Is it wants to let you know about some of the conventions in this book. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, uh, we're going to have a number, an R, and then in parentheses, the column that you will roll on. Because this entire game is roll on a column based on what numbers come up. Yeah, on the first or second page of the book, there's a little column that you can lo- you can see. And it is dreadfully confusing. And it's going to take quite a while to explain it. The problem with this, though, is they're like, oh, in the book, just so you know, uh, instead of saying that you're going to roll 1d12 and then go look at table plus 2 to plus 4, mm-hmm. we'll instead just put... 2R plus 2 to plus 4 next to it. And well, that, would, that would indicate that you're rolling 2D12, which I did never see happen. Yeah. I mean, there are, I think, a couple times that you roll more than 1D12. Yeah, it's usually like monsters appearing or something. Yeah. yeah. But they tell you this, and then throughout the book, they will continue to not do that, and yeah. then afterwards tell you the notation again. Yeah. There's a part around the middle of the book where they suddenly announce... By the way, in this case, you'll want to roll a d12 and check on the plus one to minus one column. And then in parentheses, this will be the last time we use this notation. In the future, we will only use the nota- the, the uh, simplified notation. Yeah, and then they don't. It, yeah, they, they just don't. I mean, they, again, I have stressed this. This book is maybe 40 pages. Yeah. There's a lot of writing as if this was for posterity. Man, I I really am amazed that a book that is... This small, because it's not even like 40 pages in your standard, like, full-sized RPG. It is also the size of a paperback and about 40 pages. No, I've brushed copies of the Watchtower off of bus station seats that are larger than this book. And I am just amazed at the amount of times this book then also, like every Heartbreaker, is like, and you'll, of course, want to check out our upcoming book for more oh, yeah. <laughs> instances yeah. of whatever. Yeah, there's the there's an upcoming book for this game about more... It's going to be more magic nonsense. And it's yeah. called, like, Minions of Magic or something. Yeah, I think they were like, oh, we're going to have a magic book, and we're also going to have an entire guide to creatures or whatever. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Stop saying <laughs> don't, that. Don't, don't say that. Half the time when we, did not, we don't do the research on these things, and half the time when we, we're like, they never made another book. This thing is trash. It turns out that they made three more books and four more editions. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening here for sure, because I didn't go look into it. Mostly because Dark Realms is going to be a pain in the ass to Google. I mean, yes. Uh, so let's talk about that table the table it's a d12 table that has a like one column is your one through 12 and then on top of it you've got a list of places where you will then whatever you roll go look at whatever the original number that took you to the table is because the d12 that you roll there is after you've already compared static numbers so you don't really roll to hit no as much as you have a two hit score someone has a defense score 
you take the defense score, subtract it from the attack score, that will give you one number. You then go to the table, whatever that number falls under, then you'll roll a d12 to see what the results are. Yes. So for and it example, is not in order. Oh God, it, it's going to get every step of this is get, this is just a layer cake of stupid, and each layer gets worse. But it starts with the one where it's like, all right, to roll to hit someone. Let's say you have a positive three modifier to hit someone, uh, which you determine that combat score by the way by averaging all of your stats. Uh, and, and your stats range from one to four, so get used to having twos and threes there. Uh, now, well, I mean, you do have skills. Uh, that's true. You also have, but your base combat stat is literally the average of all of your stats. But uh, but anyway, your other person, let's say they have a defense value of three. That means that you have a positive one modifier uh, when you roll. So, so now you go to the top of this one D12 chart, and you'll see a, a section that says minus one to positive one. And that's going to be, when you roll your d12, that'll be the column that you look at your results on. Yeah, so like one is a three, two and three are blank, four is a two. And you're just like, what? what? Why? Well, as it turns out, John, the numbers results in the chart are non-sequential. Uh, so, they, so when you roll your d12, you always have to go look at this chart because it doesn't just go blank, 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 one, 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 two, three, four. It goes Two blank blank one blank four blank blank one blank one yeah and the far end of the table there is always one result that is blank uh-huh. no matter what uh, as high as you can get if you have a ten up then twelve is blank but then the numbers you can roll range from a two to a fifteen in the chart at just random levels that it goes up because it's like oh you've got a, a two and a three no four five two sixes two sevens one eight no nines a 10 a 13 without an 11 or a 12 and a 15 you're like where did you get these numbers at least those ones are going sequentially kind of no that's not in order oh okay i'm sorry uh because that's the thing that drives me nuts is that you think for simplicity's sake and to let people try and kind of say for example maybe memorize how to play the game so they could play it quickly you'd be like all right what what's this plus one to minus one which is going to be invariably the most complicated r- result on the table oh it's going to be four dashes and then a bunch of ones and then a two and a three for crit hits and that's that's that way you can kind of memorize it. you'll always oh, yeah, have it in you your can head. go oh i rolled a four i know that the first four results are nothing so that's yeah. fine or ooh, i rolled an 11 i know that's going to be good yeah but no you never know if you rolled in 11 on uh let's see the 10 up you get an eight but if you rolled it on eight to nine you get a three but if you rolled it on five to seven you get a seven what it is happening here it's just randomized and I, I i think it's because they they were thinking like oh well the game works entirely off a single d12 roll so it doesn't need to have a bell curve so why would you put things in sequential order where maybe it goes high towards the top and or goes mid towards the top with low with fumbles and crits on the edges of the bell it doesn't matter if we put them sequentially and all i can think is yes it does because <laughs> it, it lets you build towards system mastery yeah because otherwise Every player has to have a copy of this chart in front of them at all times, because unless you have sat there and looked at it for years at this point, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know what a four on a three to five result is. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a a three. Okay. (laughs) No, it's just it's mind boggling. It's it's 
the the when I first got my hands on this book and popped it open so I could get started on reading it, the, I saw this is the first thing I came across after being like, yeah, 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 whatever. You can use this to play any game. I sure hope this is still a horror game. And then I come across this chart and I'm just like, you're kidding. This is okay. This is going to be the primary thing in this book. Yeah. the The weird thing for me is looking at this chart. I go, I almost would understand if you were talking about like this chart is like just for damage or modifiers or whatever, but it's for skill resolution too. Mm -hmm. And it's for almost everything. Oh, it is for literally everything. Yeah. It's so there's skills in this Mm -hmm. and that's jumping ahead of the race selection, but I don't care. That's fine. Go ahead. So you will have points in, some skill. Yeah, skills so are divided between large category or category blocks, which are called field skills, yeah. or skill fields, excuse me, and then individual skills inside those fields. And there's yeah. always, I think, four skills in a skill uh, field. It depends, because, okay. like, smithing is a field, and it only has uh, weapon smithing, weapon armor and... smithing, and jewelry. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So sometimes there's less. Yeah, and sometimes there's more. It right. doesn't really match up to any reason, because why would anything in this book make sense or be consistent? But the thing is... You get a number in your skill, and whether you get penalties or bonuses based on situational things, whatever your number is, you roll that on that chart and, you know, get your result. Mm -hmm. If it's a dash, that's a failure. Yes. So anything else is a success, but then a running theme in this book is we don't have rules for things, your realm master will tell you what it means. Uh Uh-huh. Because it'll be like, what does a one mean if I roll one on my chart for a success? And like, I don't know, maybe that's a marginal success. Okay, but what if I roll a five versus an eight? Uh, I, I I don't I don't know. I mean that's a hard one to blame them for specifically. Uh, that that's it, a problem. It's very easy to blame them because you could have just said. I know. I know. We I know. didn't put everything on one dumb chart with random numbers. No, I know. I I'm just saying that the whole thing of 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 uh, variable success ranges and leaving it up to DM interpretation and providing shitty examples or no example at all is a regular thing that we run into all the time. But at least in other ones, they'd say, like, oh, a 1 to 3 is a mild success. A mm-hmm. 4 to a 7 is a medium I'm success. I'm just going to throw Exalted on the on the uh, altar here and be like, hey, what about the times when Exalted's like, a 5 success is the greatest success in the history of successes. No one could ever possibly do better than this. It's like if a thousand Olympic medalists for the, for the sport of fucking all fucked the best they could at once. That's how good a 5 is. And you're like, I got 14 successes. What does that mean? I don't know. It doesn't matter. We stopped at 5. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, at least in there, mechanically, what it means is you got 14 successes, and that actually translates to something. That is fair. Whereas in this, having four success versus rolling a 10 success means nothing. It just depends on how your uh, person running the game wants to interpret it, because there is literally no guideline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> It's weird and dumb. Yeah, but there's absolutely no guideline to these. Field skills, the way they work is, or skill fields, excuse me. When you buy a skill field, you get a ranking of two in all the skills that are in that skill field. But if you, but that's static. You can never change the skill field ranking. You can't get above a two in a skill field if you have a skill field. But if you buy individual skills, you can raise that rank as high as you would like to with that individual skill. Yeah. You have to buy the skill field before you can buy an individual skill within that skill field. Yeah, you have to be generically decent at whatever you're doing mm-hmm. before you can be specifically good at something, which... 
is not true, but whatever. But be- before we get, how about this one, John? Uh, do you know how to generate stats for characters in this game? Would you believe it's the same fucking chart? Because <sighs> it is. I hate the fact that they're like, oh, everyone's going to roll on the... Plus three to the, plus four column. It's the plus two to plus four column. Oh, excuse me. And that gives you a range of anywhere from most unlikely is a one uh-huh. and, or a five. And then generally two or three and a little bit four you can get. Yeah. At least with this, if you roll a dash for your attribute, you re-roll. That's not an at least. That's a shitty mechanic. Well. How often should I have to roll dice that don't do anything at all and roll them again? I mean, I'm saying at least because at least the game didn't go, you rolled a dash. You don't have anything in I that guess that's stat. True. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Your stat is nothing. John, let me ask you, in the two to four column, how many dashes are there? There are, Jesus, there are three? So you'd have, well, great. If there was one more, you could just be like, fuck it, use a D8. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. They are going to be as difficult to use as possible. <laughs> That's There's amazing. one result of one, one result of five, everything else two through four, and good lord, it is just bad. <laughs> that is, oh man, that's ridiculous. Okay, well, there you go. So that's how you roll stats in this game. You sit there and roll over and over again until you don't have any dashes. Uh, you're going to have a whole stat array of mostly twos and threes. Yep, but then you do get to pick where they go. That's true. Because you're only going to roll for your five stats. You have strength, intelligence, endurance, dexterity, and presence. Yes, and presence is a mix of uh, charisma, charisma and comeliness, so that, in case you were curious. Uh, the only reason I remember that off the top of my head in this book is because there's a part where the person who's baking their character, as an example, is making an elf maiden, and they're like, I wish my elf maiden was more buxom than they are. But such is the vagaries of the dice! <sighs> now, of course, you're going to get your stats and put them in wherever, and... Every race has a plus and minus to various stats. Yep. Even human, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Anything you pick is going to have a stat variation. Yep, humans, as I recall, get what? Plus one strength and minus one... Uh, they're plus one strength, minus one dexterity. There it is. Okay, great. So the choices, however, are fascinating. Why don't we get into the wonderful things you can play as, John? Yeah, in that- this, In this, by the way, this game called Dark Realms about how, like... The evil world is coming, and there's a bunch of like evil lords and ge- oh yeah, there's generic. There's two poles to the universe, and one is evil and one is light. But the darkness is seeping through portals, and they send their minions out, and then grab whole worlds and bring them over to darkness, where they mutate and change. And anyway, you can be a dwarf or an elf or a gnome or a human or a human or one of the hybrid races, a half a half elf, a gnomon which is a human gnome, a half-dwarf, an Olmey, which is an elf gnome, or a dwarm, a dwarf gnome. And no- notice that the dwarf is not present. No, there is no dwarf elf. Yeah, although this is one of those games where elves are short and dwarves are shorter, as opposed to elves kind of being taller and lankier than humans. Yeah, they went with a more, like, fairy than, mm-hmm. like... I guess, World of Warcraft elf. Hi, I'm a heartbreaker. Yeah. The first thing heartbreakers usually do is go like, all those D&D and Tolkien elves are bullshit. Real elves are three feet tall, they only live in Germany, and they definitely like to fix shoes. And boy, do they love milk. <laughs> now, dwarves, on the other hand, are exactly the same, but they love beer. <laughs> uh, now, you look at some of these, and some of the races just feel bad. Like... A human has 
A plus one and A minus one. Yeah, yeah. A gnome has a plus one intelligence, a minus one strength. Yeah, Great. sure, that's fair. But you look at dwarf and it's like plus one endurance, but minus one dexterity and minus one presence. Keep in mind that with your stats ranging from one to five, that is a minimum loss of 20%. Yeah, it's... That's significant. And you have, I think, the worst one for this that's just going to fuck all your shit up is the dwarf gnome, which is plus one intelligence and endurance and then minus one to everything else. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Which, at that point, the only thing you really get from being a race is your stat modifier, and you have a starting skill field that you know. Mm-hmm. So you'll have, like, smithing for dwarves right. or crafting for humans. Uh, and then whatever your skill field is, you are plus one rating to any skill that was learned within that and then one other thing. So, yeah. like, humans get crafting and engineering. They're considered plus one to anything they learn there. Yeah, but they automatically have both of those skill fields, I believe. Well, they automatically have crafting. Everyone gets yeah. one they start with and then another one that they're also good with. Oh, okay. So they have to buy the engineering one to be good at that, too. Okay. Yeah. The problem with being a dwarf gnome is not only do you have an extra penalty over being a dwarf, your starting skill field is the same, and <laughs> you... Trade out smithing and engineering for smithing and lore as the two things you are good at. So you're taking a minus one on a a stat that's already going to be low to just swap what you are good at in a secondary capacity. Then that's all it does. And that is the only thing it does. Yeah. There is nothing else for races in this book. It's just, you know, maybe you have to get custom tailored things if you're like a dwarf and you find a human armor or whatever towards the end of the book they include i think three or maybe four additional races you could potentially play as uh but they're all like oh these are optional at your lore master's discretion because they're so weird and different from and i'm like guys what is wrong with you made a horror game that has no horror in it and you were still like afraid to put cat people at the front of the book you were still like well it's normal in a game to put dwarves gnomes elves and humans at the front and nothing else but uh, now, if you would like to play as a cat person or a goblin, minotaur, or a cobbled, yeah, they have minotaur. Something called rylar, which, which I think is fish people. Fish people. It, and it is from the picture, just creature from the Black Lagoon. Fish people. <laughs> yep, yep. The simple one, the the bad guy from Fire Pro Wrestling or whatever. No, wait, it's just Fire Pro Wrestling. No, I'm, I've got my old wrestling games confused. Fire I mean, Pro Walk with me. Fire Pro Wrestling is an amazing game. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong at all. I don't. Want I you to will get me, never John, get you please wrong. Please do not get me wrong in this you, situation. You get yourself wrong enough that I yeah. don't need to. There's a number of. This is back before the WWE would regularly license themselves out for role playing for for uh, video games. Almost all the video games about wrestling had to be called things like Saturday Night Slam Masters or or Fire Pro Wrestling. <laughs> Man, Saturday Night Slam Masters <laughs> sounds like something very different. <laughs> That's definitely a thing I've participated in. I think the initial joke for this episode is that you're an incel. So no. Oh, that's right. For the entirety of this episode, you have to be an incel. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> You're right, John. I can't put that label on you. <laughs> you Don't you dare. I wouldn't dream of it. You're a good, normal person. <laughs> You're a good, nice person. Mm-hmm. You're a real nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, it's gotten worse. It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> Uh, no, honestly, though, for for real, you're so good at anything you try to do right off the bat. You're, you're just like a you're just like 
anything you pick, you, you any skill you pick up, you immediately are great at it. You're like some sort of pickup artist. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh no. <laughs> or Pua for short. <laughs> Why don't we go with that? Or a Puka. <laughs> go ahead. <sighs> okay. The races suck. The races are mostly pointless. I guess uh, it's kind of fun to see that there's like elf gnome and dwarf gnome and I just human like gnome. that's nice and all, but it doesn't mean anything. They're not interesting. That's less interesting than more races would have been. Yeah. The problem I also really have with it is it's not like this is informing anything in the game as far as like, oh, you're better for doing certain classes or you've got some reason that this would matter. And all of the example characters are like, oh, they rolled up a whatever, and then immediately put their high stats in the things where they get negatives, and their lows in the ones they get positive, so they're just threes across the board. Uh-huh. I was like, well, great, good. I'm glad to see that everyone is exactly the same. Well, <laughs> that and there's a long history in games of building shitty example characters in the book. Yeah, is and it- there's a long history of breaking little hearts, like the one in me. <laughs> Oh, but it took me a second. Yeah. Okay, I'm up to speed, though. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's just, you see, John, my attention span is a real tough cookie. <laughs> it's a real oogie cookie. <laughs> Which I keep in a dookie jar. <laughs> okay, but now look, I keep my pookies in the dookie jar. <laughs> We've been watching far too many shows for children. That's very true. <laughs> so, uh... Shit, where were we? Uh, the races are boring. I don't races know. are boring. You and you're right. They don't inform anything. And what I was saying was that for throughout history, you can just go ahead and say whenever a book presents you with an example character of like how to build a character, they do it wrong. <laughs> I don't know if they do this on purpose, but every t- every D and D character is like, well, Jim's going to build himself a fighter. He'll start by putting his third highest stat of twelve in strength. <laughs> Yeah, every time they're like, well, Jim has a concept where his fighter is a little uh, nicer than others, so he's going to put a 14 in charisma. And you're like, no, he doesn't. Fuck you. And the problem with that bullshit is that it's informed a whole generation of people to be like, yeah, that's called (laughs) role-playing. No, that's called bad character creation. (laughs) Role-playing is actual role-playing. Yeah, role-playing is immaterial when connected to character creation. They are two wholly separate entities. Ugh. Uh, instead of classes, you have professions. Uh Uh-huh. And they're bad. And boy, howdy, do they do fuck all for you. (laughs) Because most of the shit in here is like, oh, well, uh, you're playing as a a rogue, so you're going to have a bonus of plus one to either dex or intelligence every nine levels. Are we on the same 20-level progression that D&D is? Yes. Do you get anything in those other levels? No, <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's not even a twenty level progression. This is one of my favorite things. You look at the XP chart; it tops out at level nine, and well, then it's like, oh, by the way, for each level after that, you need to earn another twenty five hundred XP. But this is the basic chart at which that people will be paying attention to is the level one through nine part of the chart. Uh, we don't bother showing you the rest. By the way, when you're a wizard, you get one intelligence every twelve levels. Yeah, it it feels weird because it is weird. I mean, I know I'm jumping ahead to a little bit, but the XP in this game is none. You don't get it. It's you get like 
an XP per level of the thing you beat. Uh, so yeah. I was like, oh, I beat a level six guy. I got six XP. It's not that bad. It's, it also says... Oh, it is no, literally no. that no, bad. No, I know. I know. You're right. You're not wrong. That part exists. But then there's also a part that's like, also, you should give everybody 30 XP with a sliding penalty based on how little they were present during that episode. Uh, it's a lot of those judge your players and then hand out XP accordingly type things. Yes, but even then... you look 30 at, is nothing, I know. You look at it and you're like, oh, by the time you hit ninth level... You're talking about, oh, I need an extra 250,000 to go up every level. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. So that will just take me several years of play, I guess? Yeah, that's correct. This game is one of those ones where it's like, it it has the same problem that Palladium does, where leveling takes so fucking long that you don't even bother with it. No one cares. Well, at least in Palladium, levels don't matter, (laughs) and the points are all made up. (laughs) You know, if you would like an additional D6 hit points and four more percent at your radio basic skill, sir, then I I would say that you should not brook ill with the the leveling system. Also, who knows what you earn next level in your hand-to-hand martial arts ability. (laughs) Perhaps an automatic stun on 18 through 20. If you call that, to begin with. (laughs) Uh, The... All of the classes that are not magic users are essentially just, you'll gain a plus one to whatever one of your main stats is Mm -hmm. every 9 to 11 levels. That's correct. If you are, let's say, a fighter. Let's say you're a fighter. Let's say you're a fighter. Mm -hmm. You're probably the best. Now say I'm a fighter. Because you get one every eight levels? I can't get off unless you say I'm a fighter. You're not a fighter. God damn it. I'll never. Now you'll never get off. Just like me! (laughs) (sighs) Uh, But by choice, though. Yeah, but I'm I'm voluntarily celibate. That's even worse. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, so most of them are just a plus one every, I don't know, couple years of gameplay time. Yeah. Uh, the only things that actually matter for leveling up for things that aren't once every 10 levels or whatever mm-hmm. are the spellcasters, because every level you'll get more spell points with which to cast spells. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically the only thing that matters. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's going to get a few more hit points and some skill points to spend every level. And I think four of the martial no-spell classes get uh, some skills that they are unique to them. That they can level up in. I think it's woodsman, rogue, uh, or thief, rather. Uh, it's uh, Knight. Knight is basically just, did you roll pretty well? You should definitely be a knight. There's a couple special bonuses that you can get that most of them are just the you gain up, you know, plus one whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the archers get to have a specialty skill with shooting bows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the knight gets to have the knight is just this big list of shit it's a plus one to presence at five and because you're not actually a knight until level five you're a squire but we just called it knight anyway yeah that's great there's a little section there that's like technically you're not a knight till level five but we've decided to just call you a knight for simplicity and i'm like no you wrote the book yeah and then at level 12 you get one spell twister spell field and four spell points oh Great. Uh, the, given that the only difference between the fighter and the knight is that the fighter get, doesn't get that stuff and the knight does, uh, it, it's still better than the fighter. Yeah, you get... The fighter at least gets their additional attack per turn two levels earlier. Yeah. But, but I mean, you're eventually going to get one as the knight, plus you get some spells. 
Yay. But then you have to live by a strict code of honor. Yeah. And, it's, and the it, book says you should definitely punish any player who doesn't abide by it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hate everyone. I hate it. Yeah. Let me just say, I hate every single person in the world. Yeah. It's very strange to me that they almost wanted to make things generic because they were like, oh, uh, we've got like a woodsman would be sort of uh, a general ranger or you could combine it with healer to be a druid. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of clerics and other things, we just have healer and then spell twister for wizards or sorcerers or whatever. Yeah. It's like, hey, these are very generic classes. Except they really aren't. And I don't really. Is there a mechanic by which you switch between them? Uh, I think well, you when you level, level up, you can pick you whichever pick, okay. profession you want to level up in. Sure, fair enough. Not that it matters 90% of the time. No. Again, the only one that matters when you level up is a spellcaster, and if you're a spellcaster, you're never going to pick something else that doesn't give you spell points because of the way spells work, which we'll get into eventually. Oh, goodness, I cannot wait to talk about how spells work. Uh, first off, you get some skill points. Uh, you get your initial field from being a race. Mm-hmm. You get some more points for being whatever class. Yep. And then you just sort of throw points at uh, skills. You get the and- average of all of your stats plus the total of your intelligence stat in additional skill points. Yeah. And you can use skill points to buy either skill fields or skills within skill fields that you've already purchased. Hmm. The, Look at me remembering things. Yeah, the only thing that isn't a skill is weapon mastery which mm-hmm. is your actual ability to hit with weapons because that's the one thing that occasionally while leveling up the martial classes will get like ooh, you got a plus one every five levels to your martial mm-hmm. ability and you're like okay great by the way one of the classes in the game is just like trader or something and yeah, it's- tradesman is the you get more uh, skill points than anyone else and that's it. Uh-huh. Don't play this, it says. This is for NPCs. By the way, here's an example of how to play this. What? Why? <laughs> Why have you done this? Don't. You should just play as a woodman instead, and then when you're defeated, you give people a leaf shield. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then there are, uh, like we were saying before, a few specialty skills for four of the people. So an archer can put points into long shot, quick shot, trick shot. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, assassins. Although Deadshot. they have assassin and rogue as two different things in this. They which do. Is, ugh. But the assassin skills are basically all just poison-based. Well, because this is just one of those generic heartbreakers that for some reason seems to assume that the medieval world was just crawling with assassins. I guess. No, there's only one assassin, and you play as them, and you always stay up on rooftops and dive into hay bales. <laughs> it's like these guys don't even know how assassins work. <laughs> Like these guys are all Templars or something. Yeah. Ugh. And I do like that for the woodsman, even if you take no ranks in like any of the spell casting or whatever, and you're like, what are you? I'm just a dude who's out in the forest. You can still get points into talk to animals and talk to plants. Uh huh. That's right. And, and although it does say that plants have very little to say. Well, yeah. They just go, hi, Aquaman. <laughs> Wait, why are plants the links? Isn't that what fish say? Hi, Aquaman! (laughs) You seen any crime here out in the forest? Hi, Aquaman! (sighs) Uh, When you do skills, there's a difficulty rating. 
And generally, the difficulty rating is apparently five for this is the like middle of the road. Mm-hmm. And you take whatever your uh, skill is and subtract the difficulty from it, and that gives you what table you're rolling on. Yes. Uh, but by what table you're rolling on, you really mean what column well, you're rolling on. Well, what column on, in the on table. the only table. Yeah. There's only one table here, and boy howdy, it sucks a whole lot of ass. <laughs> so, uh, okay, the magic system. Do you want to talk about that? Do you think it's about time? Or should we talk about the combat system, which is just rolling that fucking table at each other? I mean, the combat there's system some, There's is, armor. You have a few adjustments based on stats. So you can get damage bonuses or dodge bonuses or whatnot for your various stats if they're high enough or penalties if they're low enough. Mm -hmm. But the actual combat is you have to look at what type of weapon you're using because they're all going to have different attack values. Yeah, thank goodness this game finally got granular and complicated. Yeah, it, up until now, it was a very easy system that you could just slot into any role-playing game. Yeah, but now we got to get all... Con- I love it. Use this for any role-playing game. You, uh, you know, that's D&D. You know. A- any, any game that's D&D. Any fantasy role-playing game that really cares about what weapon type you use and whether or not your martial value is high enough in order to use them without a penalty. I mean, I do like the idea of that as a thing that exists. Like, like it's just a cuckoo bird of role-playing games. Like, hey, guys, here's some different rules. Kick the original rules out of the nest and use these worse ones. Uh, and your weapon has three different ways it can get bonuses or penalties. Because it's also what type of weapon it is. Mm-hmm. So a dagger is going to be easier to hit someone with than, say, a battle axe. That's Yep, yep. But you also have to worry about what the material is. That's because right. Because, like, a steel uh, battle axe is going to be better than an iron dagger or, or a copper. bronze dagger yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, they go really far back into the Bronze Age here. Yeah. Uh, but then you also have to check your mastery of various weapon types. Uh-huh. And you take all of those numbers... And that'll give you one number, and then that number is going to get compared compared against against someone else's number. A defense number. I hate everything about combat, but whatever. The the actual combat is initiative is garbage, and it has like four different ways to generate it, but mostly it it should just be roll a d12. Yeah, it's like, it says the most basic way to do initiative is whoever has the highest, I think it's agility statter. Yeah, they're like, oh, whoever's got the best deck score, they go. They go first. That's it. And if it's tied, which it will be, because everyone is going to have the exact same deck score, uh roll a d12. (laughs) Yep. Or just add the, the results of the, your deck score to a D12. So everyone's going to roll D12 plus three. Uh, dodging is possible. Possible? Yes. It's not. You don't have a static defense because the actual if something misses or hits you is basically did you roll a dash on your D12 table. Mm-hmm. But you can try to dodge a thing in order to subtract your dodge rating from the attacker's level to shift the column around. Yeah. But there's no way to be like, I dodged that fully. Yeah, no, it's an attrition game. It's all all attrition. Yeah, it's just I can make it more likely you didn't hit me, but I can't ever guarantee anything 
because it's all down to the p- capricious whims of the table. Yeah. Oh, the one table. Ugh. Long may it rain. Uh, your damage is whatever you roll on the table. Uh-huh. So if you get a dash, it just means you didn't do anything. Maybe you missed. Maybe you just didn't deal any damage. Yep. Uh, but whatever you rolled, if you rolled a number, is the damage you deal. Right. <sighs> Unless they have armor and it has damage reduction, which all armor does, and then you have to then take that number and check it against another number. Uh-huh. Every single roll in this is checking multiple numbers, rolling on a table, and then checking those numbers against other numbers. Uh-huh. It's... With additional numbers to be named later. It's bad. Yeah. There's an entire, like, and now let's see this all together in action. And it's like two rogues try to jump an adventurer. Oh, right. And they have stupid names. And it's they... cold art and no smart. Uh-huh. And, and the and the adventurer that they have the two rogues jump is like... The traveler. Dri- he's like dripping with magic weapons and oh, armor. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, we'll just say that this traveler has mm, a magic staff and mm, magic boots. And I'm like, okay, so you just had some guy who should be able to murder these two rogues just beat the shit out of them great yeah and indeed he does uh-huh <laughs> and all the example really does is tell you oh you should only be ranged yeah because in the initiative thing it says if you're at range and you're and the other people aren't whoever's at range gets to go first yep you just do yep so not only do you have initiative but you're minus three to try to dodge if you try and dodge any ranged uh-huh so it's less likely that your results will be worse and there's not really anything they can do about it, nope. especially if, like this, one idiot runs in front of them and you're just shooting arrows at them uh-huh. because there's no penalty for shooting into combat because that would be too complicated. Far too complicated. My goodness, we're trying to streamline these we're rules. We're keeping these simple. Just take this handy-dandy number, compare it to this slightly less handy-dandy number, run those two numbers against each other, compare that to a chart, roll a d12, <laughs> check for dashes, take the number that results in that and compare it against a series of additional charts. Yeah. We wouldn't want to complicate that. Simple. <laughs> it also has mass combat rules. Oh, which I honestly... I'm very honest with you, John. They were a page long, and I skipped that page. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> It's got a <laughs> little algebraic equation to figure out what the hit points of your unit is. Uh-huh. And then if it runs out, then your unit is routed. Is Yeah, they get disbanded. I, I was like, no one ever cares about these rules. Yeah. And in this game, I'm going to care even less. Then after that, we finally get to the magic section, and who doggies does it ever open with a preface? <laughs> you see, the magic, you, for, this is the thing, folks. If you want your little brother to play this game, or perhaps your dumpy friend who doesn't know what, for, what from what, you'll give them a class like the, rain, the uh, woodsman, or perhaps the, the, uh, the rogue or the fighter. Idiot classes for people with no imagination. You know, dullards. These are the dullard classes. But uh, but pray if but, you, but we few mm-hmm. we lucky few we chosen we band few. of brothers <laughs> those of us who have seen the light of true creativity might prefer the magic system because it's a place for you to let your creativity shine. Magic in this game is split up into fields in sort of the same way that skills are. Uh huh. So you could have uh, I've got fire field or i've just got energy or negation or whatever yeah the big ones usually each class has like four big fields and a bunch of smaller fields but the difference between the big and the small fields is that some of them are labeled big and others are labeled small yes it doesn't actually matter Uh uh-huh but all of the 
text in this section and nowhere else in the book is written from the perspective of someone in the game. Yes. Because for some reason for this, they're talking like, oh, and us in the university believe that if anyone were to ever find out uh, if energy as a study could tie all things together, then it would change magic as we know it. But no one has yet. Anyway, I don't know why this is in game like character and this, nothing else is. This but one meh. part is diegetic. It's so weird. <laughs> it's it's a very strange choice. Yeah. Because it also just doesn't give you as much on any of the smaller ones because all of them are like, oh, people say it might be able to do this, but no one knows and no one has seen a master of this art. And you're like, okay, that's great, but if I put points into it, what happens? <laughs> Who could possibly tell? You, you wrote this book. God damn it. <laughs> it is as, as inscrutable as the stars. Ugh. Simply roll a d12 and consult this handy chart. <laughs> Simply roll a d12 and I'll tell you what happens. I don't care. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah. The Each, way it works. The way it works. Is you're going to have ranks in any given magic area. Mm -hmm. And you can put ranks into whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But whatever your rank level is. So let's say I have seven ranks in fire and two ranks in earth. Yeah. The most I can spend spell point-wise is my rank. So I can spend seven points on a fire spell or two points on an earth spell. Uh-huh. The actual casting, there are no specific spells. You just say what you want to do, mm -hmm. and then you put as many points into the spell as you want, and <laughs> your realm master interprets it. Uh-huh. It doesn't even say, like, oh, if you put seven points into this, it is a seven-point modifier to whatever. They're like, oh, no, here's an example where an illusionist makes a seven-point dragon, and he decides that that's a minus four to a thing. Why? Because fuck you, that's what he decided. My favorite thing about that example with the illusionist dragon is... is it, okay, so the way it works, you can build spells by combining individual categories. You'll, you'll use a main field. So in his case, he used his main field of illusion. And then he was like, well, I'm creating a spell of a flight of dragons that will come swooping down. So I'll add some fire as a helper field so that there's some heat coming off of their breath weapons. And I'll add some wind as a, as a helper field because... Uh, uh, you know the wind, the beat, the, of their the, wings. the beat of their wings. Also, I'll throw some chaos magic in as a help because I don't know. Fuck it, and th that's. I, I mean, it doesn't say fuck it, but otherwise, that's literally why it's like. And the the reason for that is the only way you can spend more points on a spell than you have in a field is by using helper fields. Uh huh. So normally, that mage has a seven in illusion and could only cast a seven point but illusionary he dragon. A, he wants it to be a ten point spell. So he just goes ahead and says, alright, I throw some random garbage in there and bump it up by one point per extra thing. Yeah, but each one's supposed to do something. Fire for the breath weapon. Wing, uh, air for the wing beats. Chaos, because I needed to put another point in this. <laughs> and chaos, because dragons are cha chaotic? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the chaos field thing keeps coming up. All of the examples feature the wizards throwing some chaos into their spell to see what might happen. And in the first example, it's like, oh, the dragons are extremely believable because of all these nonsense effects that are going off at once. In the second, it's like, oh, this one guy wants to mess with this other guy, so he shoots a bolt of pure chaos at him. It's reduced to a value of two, which ruffles his hair. Yeah, and I'm just looking at it going like, wait a minute. So... That's what a value of two is. 
is ruffling someone's hair. Mm -hmm. That's the level of effect for any level two. So if I use a level two fire spell, the effect will be maybe I singe someone's eyebrows, and that's the best I can hope for. Who knows? There's no table here in the same way that there's no table for what do successes mean there is no table for what does it mean if i put in five points to a spell as opposed to seven now there are three types of basic wizard that you can play as in this game although there are a few other ways to get access to the spell systems the three spell twist spell casters are the spell twister which is your wizard slash sorcerer and their primary fields are like fire cold, it's elemental elemental earth energy yeah uh but then they got a lot of secondary fields and their secondary fields are things like negation and protection and stuff like that uh then you've got the the healer fields which are exactly what you'd think they are but basic healing is divided into three sections they're like body and spirit flesh blood and vitality or something like that yeah uh so and then they also have a bunch of subfields there are things like necromancy and abjuration and food and water and the last one is psychics uh because this game has psionics in it although honestly it's just another kind of spellcaster yeah, they but they have a different set of things they can affect that are like emotions or their mental big, things. Their big three are logic, passion, and memory. Yeah. And then their small ones are like phasing, metamorphosis, telekinesis. So there's something like 20 of these different fields you can pick from. And you're just supposed to buy ranks in them just like you would buy ranks and skills and cobble together spells kind of just saying what you'd like to happen, which... Honestly, if this game wasn't a, a steaming pile from the beginning, would be rad. Well, if the amount of power you put into a spell meant anything beside <laughs> ask your RM what they believe, then it would be a very cool system of just, oh, cool, I, I've got like these different things. I can go ahead and make a four-point fire spell. But I'm going to do at least four damage because it's a four point fire spell. Yeah. And if someone simple. Yeah. If someone wants to try and negate it, it's a four point negation. Like you have all these one to one things that would be great, but you don't the but then you could go like, oh, I'm going to make a four point fire, but then I'm going to throw in two points of water because what I want to do is a steam blast. And at that point, you'd be like, cool. Neat. You did it. You did yeah. a cool thing. Finally, in 1997, you predicted the game, what was it called, Magicka? Yeah. Yeah. You made Magicka, which honestly would be a great role-playing game system if you're like, yeah, I'd like to combine this lightning and these stones to create like lightning bombs, and I'm going to throw them on the ground, and they'll blow up and do lightning worth of damage. That'd be nice for me. Thank you. Yeah. But in this game, instead, it's, uh, it's a 10-cost spell. I think my favorite thing in here is the part where it's like, oh, by the way, if you keep casting the same spell over and over again, that shows them, that's a real mark of creativity. And your, and your uh, lore master should reward you by making that a signature spell. Yeah. You gain mastery over a spell if you've used it several times. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it costs you half, I think, half the magic points to use. So if it was a 10-point spell, now you can cast it for five. Great. Uh -huh. uh, and it's considered to be one point level higher in the field. So now that level 10 spell is a level 11. That costs six. It costs five. Yeah. What does that mean? It means Who knows? Never, it means only ever cast the same. Oh, it changes the negation field values. Yeah. Uh, great. That, that's all that really does. But 
Uh, what, it, what it really boils down to is you should always cast the same spell in this game. It's like, oh, yes, this is the true bastion of creativity. This is this is the font from which all brilliance of role-playing game uh, springs. However, you should build a powerful fire spell and cast it over and over again until your D- or lore master relents and lets you cast it for half cost. And then because it's half cost, you should never cast anything else. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And especially because you look at it and you're like, the first couple levels as a spellcaster, you're going to have like seven or eight points. Uh-huh. So you're going to cast two things in a day and be like, well, that was me. Yep. So uh, I better get mastery in something real quick, but I can only get it when I cast the spell at like whatever the level is. Mm-hmm. So I want to cast it at the maximum level so that the... Uh, oh yeah, the discount is the most. Yes, you can't grow your spells. Yeah, you can't be like your maximum. Well, spells. I got a mastery in a spell that was like the three fire and a water for the steam blast. But what if I want to make a six fire and a water steam blast? Well, that's an entirely different you spell. Start from the beginning and pay full price at a high level to get that. It reminds me of when I playing Diablo two way back in the day when when. Uh, in order to, you didn't have a respec system for the talent tree, so you'd usually have to be like, "All right, I'm going to get to level 50 before I spend any sp- any of my talent points because I'm building a, a a character for specific rating purposes. We'll just see how long I survive." Yeah, uh, it reminds me of that because you, your your early levels you only exist to kind of survive to high levels so you can do things. Yeah, your early levels you'll probably actually be creative because it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And then later on, you're like, oh, sweet. Can I actually throw 10 points into a spell? And the, Great, I'm going to do that until it costs me five and then throw it twice instead of once. The real function of creativity in this game is to see how much shit you can explain away to your DM or lore master. At how, it's, it's RM. RM, at, to your role master, at how low of a cost. Yeah. If you're like, hey, guy, I'd like to cast this chaos magic spell. I'll put one point in it. And what I'd like you to do is slam all the doors in the building open. Hmm, that feels like it should be three points in chaos. I'll give you two points. I am very creative. I'm so creative, though. What if I do a one-point chaos and help with wind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. These negotiations are super fun, says the fighter. Luckily, he's a dullard. <laughs> Luckily, he is too busy drooling and licking a window. <laughs> Oh, uh, you ran out of doorknobs. Uh, doorknobs are clean. Anything else you want licked? <laughs> ah, I'm so glad we have dullards to play with. That they truly make our creativity shine. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's a little section in the back of monsters, and if you wanted to guess that the monsters were mega boring for a game that's supposed to be about mutants piling out of evil por- portals from the dark pole of reality, well, then by God, you better recognize that there's a harpy and a hydra and a, a gargoyle and an orc yeah shine up your sunday best because here comes a kobold spelled yeah. with an a on the second o spot hey here's a skeleton and don't confuse that with a skeleton warrior those are two very different things here's a, a mummy <laughs> yay <laughs> welcome to the dark realms the this, old, is, this the is twice only... this week or this this month no the only thing in this book that actually manages to then get creative is the demons section oh right there are some pretty cool demons where they're like sort of what's this this is the quergatas it is a giant head with two wings and a tail and its mouth is as big as a human and it tries to bite you in half and you're like all right cool that's kind of neat great by the way you need to be like level 14 to even dream of facing one. Oh yeah this guy has too many hit points 
There's a Lorgax. The Lorgax is an idiot. He's and he gets the- one, one attack every two rounds because it's too stupid to do things. Well, he does speak for the trees, though. Yeah, I'm the Lorgax. <laughs> I speak for the trees. <laughs> I speak for the trees. Ugh. Yeah, so the monsters are boring. And then there's finally a little section on this game's very own uh, campaign setting. Which is like a page long. Uh-huh. And the general premise is like like a magnet with two different polar opposites on either end. So a magnet? Like, a, that, like with two opposites. Okay, but that's what... That's what every magnet is. It's got a, a light side and a dark side, and okay. Earth sits in the middle. Okay, but that's what every magnet is, though. Yeah, Earth sits in the middle of every magnet. <laughs> that is true. That's correct. Uh, well, that's not true, because sometimes, rarely, Earth is in the middle. Uh, uh, you got uh, rare Earth? Uh, 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 rare, rare Earth. Rare Earth, earth magnets. magnets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, used to, I used to base 40K miniatures, too. I'm up to speed. <laughs> so, the whole setting is the dark pole of the universe will open up dark portals Mm -hmm. where minions will come out Mm -hmm. and those are the demons because everything else in this book like the skeleton warriors and the kobolds and the hydras and whatnot are just shit you find in your random fantasy (laughs) game those are the creatures in your neighborhood yeah that's that's not a ooh the dark realms are invading and they brought a harpy it's no they brought demons you've already been fighting harpies yeah but they occasionally will sneak into a realm and like corrupt it enough that they can take the whole planet into the dark realm. And when you know it, Dark Side is currently winning. They'll need a brave group of heroes. But the the weird thing for me with this in the description is, oh yeah, and whenever anything gets pulled into the dark realm, it mutates and it sometimes the most fearsome of beasts will become not but uh, a pest and uh, something as small as a rabbit can be fierce as a dragon. I have watched Monty Python. <laughs> I saw someone try to defend that joke as fresh the other day. Where they were like, oh, I'm trying to figure out a way to use small versions of big creatures in D&D and big versions of small creatures so I can create new and fresh ideas. Like, say, that legendary rabbit from the Monty Python episode. I you was know, like, new and fresh ideas. I was like, you know that that rabbit is one year younger than Dungeons and Dragons as a concept, right? <laughs> 1974, 1975, respectively. You know that, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, but but it, it, it has a thing where it's like, oh, sometimes... People get pulled into the dark realms and they'll mutate into horrible monsters. But, but sometimes they'll turn into like shining beacons of hope. But don't worry, there's no stats for any of this. Oh, don't worry, there's no uh, guidelines for if you were to get pulled into the dark realm because we don't believe in rules here. Now, if you just <laughs> please look at these five sets of numbers and do a complex mathematic equation and then check this chart that you'll roll on to check a different number and don't forget to buy the future books in this line with more of this oh here's what happens with dark portals it'll take you to the dark realm and here are the demons what about portals to the light realm why that's coming up in our next book fuck you game forever john what would you say is your favorite thing about this particular wiener wiener size (laughs) wiener size me (laughs) cap'n yeah man october's wiener size month you gotta work your ween until it's in perfect shape every ween so, 
the general idea of the magic system is probably the best thing in here. Mm-hmm. If you're already going to have a game that's just, you know, do a whole bunch of dumb nonsense to get a number and that number means nothing, ask the dude running the game what it means. Uh-huh. At least with the spells, they're like, oh, we gave up on the pretense of even having rules. It's just, tell me what you want to do. I'll tell you if you can. That's it. Yeah. Which, honestly, that's a good role-playing game right there. That's If, if you don't have any role-playing games books, you could just play pretend with your friends, and it's hella fun. Try yeah, it. you just sit around a table and say, my guy has seven magic points. I use three on a fireball? Okay, sure. sure. It does fireball damage, and the orc is thusly burned. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you here. The only part of this game that's kind of interesting is the magic system. The, uh, the, 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 and I like the different categories and, and the kind of idea that you're combining categories to form your own spell out of them. It, granted, it's completely ignorable. You could be like, well, I'd like to create an illusion of a dragon that's got hot fire for breath and, and is beating its wings. And I'll just do all of that with illusion, not because, because fuck helper spells, because I'll create the illusion of fire instead of the actuality of fire. Fuck it. It, 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 well, it yeah, works the helper ex- spells are just there to be like, oh, I need to get above my max. That's the only reason they exist. And you can do them with anything. You'd be like, I'll create an illusion of dragons and I'll add, I don't know, healing so I can get higher up, uh, uh, I can get a higher die roll. Except Let's, the but- the game very much is like, now your, your realm master will tell you, now, now, you're not actually using that as a helper spell. Mm-hmm. No, no, you can't do that. Fine, they heal each other while they fly down. That doesn't happen because they're illusions. There's nothing to heal. And also, healing isn't a section. There's flesh blood and <laughs> vitality and because this is an illusion they have neither neither flesh blood nor vitality so as you can see they have illusory flesh blood and vitality much as they have illusory hot fire dragon breath which was already demonstrated to work in the example in the book therefore well, that's not illusory that was a helper spell of fire which created real fire so how about you suck these nuts. All you're suggesting is that my illusory dragons bleed real blood now. I will take it. It's wonderful. <laughs> they don't, though. You can have a little ball of coagulated blood fall around, follow them around if you want to. I mean, yes. It doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're just being petulant. I am, because I'm the realm master, and everything in this game is up to me. <laughs> What's your least favorite thing? Oh, definitely the worst thing in this game for me has got to be that fucking chart. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's why is it non-sequential? Why? Just looking at it you're like this doesn't make sense. At one point I even tried to see if they had a mathematical progression on the numbers in each column. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, the low end column has two ones and a two. Okay. The next column has Three twos and a one? All right, well, let's see. The next guy, and I just tried to see if they were following some sort of, like, actual logical progression, and boy, are they not. Did you try to run every possible Borg algorithm? I even extrapolated from theoretical databases. (laughs) You just needed to apply a ventricular overlay. Uh, See, what I didn't do was try and blast it with tachyon emissions. (laughs) Ah, Good times. Good times had by all. Try a Polaron burst. (laughs) All right, there you have it. Uh, uh, What's your least favorite thing, Jeff? uh, I'm going to say my least favorite thing in the book is the opening to the magic section where it's like, 
I mean, it's it's some it's some delicious hate for it to be like, ah, yes, this is truly the realm of the genius. Give give your slack jawed beef wit of a friend a fighter while you claim the wizard for yourself. Uh, <laughs> fucking games. <laughs> no, you shouldn't do that. You should assume your friends are cool like you, and then and and they would also like to have fun like you do. And then everyone's a fun wizard. Yeah, but if everyone's a fun wizard, then I don't get to win. <laughs> I want to win at this game of role-playing. Normally, I'm one of the most competitive people, and yet I don't have that viewpoint at all. I don't know what's happening. It's because... I'm less competitive than you, I guess. Well, that's true. That's not true. I'm, I'm more competitive than you, but I'm that's more... That's not remotely no, true. No, no, I'm, I'm way I'm, more competitive more than competitive you. I'm more competitive than you. I'll bet you I'm more competitive than you. Let's here's, have a contest to see who's more competitive. Here's the actual truth, John. I'm way more competitive than you, but I'm worse at things. <laughs> <laughs> Will you settle for that? Um, no, I won't. <laughs> Damn it! I'm more competitive. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, All my right. my family is super competitive, and so just any time I do anything, I'm like, yeah, I play to win. I'm not an asshole when I win or lose, but boy, am I playing to win. I mean, one of your sisters works in government in D.C. The other one's doing very well in how Hollywood. Does, how, 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 how in Hollywood? Yeah, and you have a San Diego local role playing game podcast, so I feel like I might be more competitive than you. No. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. You're you're very competitive, but you're losing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to my family, yes, obviously I'm losing. Whatever, that just means you win in Christmas presents every year. <laughs> it does. It means I don't need to buy anyone anything. I just show up and go, Oi, governor, spare some gruel for a young boy. And they're like, oh, you little urchin, get in here. How about a young boy's fellow podcaster? <laughs> no, you get out. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Get in here. My family's also very nice. It's true. Oh, you friendly Lutherans. <laughs> yeah, but famously, my dad, the story for competitiveness is he would go play Scrabble with the same, like, senior citizen who was pretty much just a shut-in mm -hmm. and never let her win. <laughs> <laughs> would always beat her, and it was amazing, because that's my family. <laughs> They're like, I'm not going to let someone win. If you came to play, we play. <laughs> I mean, letting someone win at Scrabble is truly painful. It's hard. Because the game takes a long time, and to intentionally be underplaying your value for over I mean, and over again for hours. Honestly, the way you let someone win at Scrabble is to, like, purposefully set up things yeah, for them. That's the thing. You have to literally be like, all right, I'm going to play like a, a moron. Word and it goes over, so you've got one letter open that's an S next to the triple word score. Mm -hmm. Please do whatever you would wish. Yeah, whereas my way to play Scrabble is to see how many solid blocks of letters I can build on the field. Yeah, I want this to just be a cube. <laughs> By around the eighth turn of a Scrabble game, I want no one to be able to do anything. I would like no one to have fun. <laughs> see, you're not competitive, you're an asshole. <laughs> that, that doesn't mean I haven't memorized every two and three letter word in the Scrabble dictionary. <laughs> just so I can keep setting up these tents of, of dense word brick. Uh, anyway, uh, would you play this game? Uh, no. Hmm. I mean, yeah. eh. Happy, it's happy a, Halloween. I do like the idea of the magic system here, like I said. Like, if someone wanted to run this, the only way to do this would be everyone's a wizard, everyone's level, like, 12, so you have a bunch of points to throw around, and then you just get to be like, yeah, I make up a weird spell. That's rad. I also make up a weird spell. Rad! And, that, and that's the only way to do this. Now we're caught up in the... 
Crossfire. I cast crossfire. I use holy plus fire, and I create a crossfire. I put it on someone's lawn, and oh, no. <laughs> oh, oops a daisy. Oh, this is a mistake. Oops, I fucked up. <laughs> I would like to apologize. Listeners, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so uh, I would also not play this game. And also, John, I really want to make the mention of, mention of the fact that Somehow, this ween, this this glorious ween, we've managed to choose two horror games that don't have any horror in them. That's true. We did it. We did it. We found the games that are like, welcome to our horrifying realm. Anyway, there's nothing here. <laughs> so, I guess what we should have called this season was like non- No ween. No, non-threatening ween. <laughs> Approachable ween. <laughs> G-ween. You know, for the rating. Oh, G-ween. <laughs> Gween. Gween. Gween pool. So there you Spider have- Gween. God damn it. Well, there you have it. That's, uh, what was this called? Dark Realms? Yeah, that's Dark Realms. There's Dark Realms. Ugh. Happy Ween, everyone. We are going to make some characters in this. Yep. Am gonna I going to make a wizard? Maybe. Is it going to be more than level one? Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. But we'll definitely make stuff and we'll definitely present it to you if... You're one of the few, the proud, the Patreon subscribers. <laughs> we band of brothers. Uh-huh. Uh, to do that, you just go to patreon.com slash sistermastery and support us at any level. Any goddamn level that it, is more than a dollar. Well, you can't. That is a dollar or more. Pa- Patreon won't let you pledge under a dollar. Oh, so, they won't let you be like, here's two cents, yeah, you, you fuck. Can't, you can't do it. There's a you minimum. shit. You dick whistle. It's it's, it's <laughs> not because they're thinking about their creators. It's because they're thinking about their credit card charges. Oh, yeah. They're like, we're not going to spend 30 cents to run a credit card for someone to give you five cents. That's a no-go. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, If you even at the minimum level of Patreon Pledge, you will unlock the basic bonus content for the show, where we will make characters in the game we just discussed and discuss the game further. Uh, however, you can pledge at additional higher levels at 2 and $5, for example. We'll both unlock more content. So... Much content. We're You'll get Star Wars recording. bonus content. You'll get weird, random other bonus content. So much content. Up to seven extra episodes a month. Sometimes more. Actually, Sometimes it's, more. It's a floor of seven ep- extra episodes a month, actually, I should yeah. say. It's, it's usually more. Generally so, more. Yeah, we make so much content. You will never have to drive to work listening to shitty uh, Jack FM radio stations ever again. Look, you'll never have to listen to any other podcast ever again. Nope. But if you do... Mm-hmm. Make sure it's on the one-shot network, and probably the thing that I'm on, Arms of the Tide. <laughs> Is that technically on the network right now? Yeah. Hey, then yeah, definitely listen to it. Hell yeah, go listen to Arms of the Tide. It's got me on it. We got a weird cyber magic punk anti-establishment game where I'm a robot, and I love cats. I love that, John. Uh, conceptually, I love that. Logistically, I'm not a huge fan because we have to plug the book, but 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 uh, as a concept, I do love it. Yeah. Now, speaking of the book... Speaking of the book... Uh, we wrote a book. We did write a book, and boy, if you want it, that's weird, but you can get it. You can pre-order now on the website, systemmasterypodcast.com. We have our own page on simonandschuster.com. We're in the Library of Congress, bitches! <laughs> Somehow that happened. Yeah, I'm going to live forever. So... <laughs> Well, I guess that's something you now you have to bring presents to Christmas. <laughs> now I have to bring presents. I'd be like, Yeah, are you in the Library of Congress? And of course, my sister that works in government will be, Yes, I've published several scientific writings when I was in college. And I'll be like, I hate you so much. Why are you the smartest person I've ever met? Ugh. Also, everything I ever did in Hollywood is definitely in the Library of Congress. God damn it. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck both of you. <laughs> 
fine, give me presents. <laughs> you give me those presents. <laughs> Your present is this book. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'm the just book- kidding. My oh. my my sister listens to this, and she's a lovely, wonderful person, and she would never not give me a Christmas present out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you trying to cover your bases Wait right now? Minute, hold on. That's not a very competitive thing to do. <laughs> That's the only competitive thing to do. Fair enough. Covering the spread is very competitive. Fine. <laughs> ah, yeah. More competitive and smarter. <laughs> We already established that you're smarter. <laughs> I just wanted more competitive. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, I could have really used a boost today. <laughs> Maybe how about a game of Scrabble? How about a nice game of chess? Except I'll fucking take you to the mat in Scrabble. You can <laughs> you can have every other board game that's ever been created, but Scrabble is mine. <sighs> All right. So, yeah, the book's called A Dragon Walks Into a Bar. You can pre-order it on our website, www.systemmasterypodcast.com. Uh, go there, and you will find yourself a link to pre-order the book, which would help us out a lot, because those pre-order sales are what are going to get us another book. Yeah, and they will be out in time for Christmas. It makes a great Christmas present. <laughs> if you're a grandma and you know somebody who likes role-playing games, please give them our book and tell them it says role-playing on it, and I thought you'd like that. By the way, don't ask us what the book is about, because that's not, that's, you know, that it's, doesn't not, matter. it's not important. It's fine. It's fine. The book is great. That's The uh, book is us the, as a book, the important, which is to say it's shitty but very competitive. <laughs> the important thing about the, ga- the book is that you should get it. Don't worry about the contents of the book. <laughs> I feel like a lot of your questions about the book have already been answered by the cover of the book. For more information, see this book. For more information, buy my book. <sighs> buy my book. Anything else? Buy my book. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm done. Good. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Happy ween to you all. And a blessed ween to you, Jeff. Yeah, the three blessings of ween to you, John. The don't traditional have... blessings of ween upon us all. Don't remember not to ask me what they are, because that's the first rule of the blessings <laughs> the of ween. The is... first rule of ween is you don't talk about ween. You don't you don't ask me about stuff I established three years ago, because I'll forget. <laughs> that's the first rule of ween. Yep. Thanks for listening, and you all have a weenie week. It's a nice be repeatedly tricked by horror covers. It's a nice day for a ween. It's a nice day to.